Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's time to talk politics. It's Hardline on News Radio 930 WBEN. And welcome to Hardline. This is Kevin Hardwick. Great show this morning. One hour from now, live in studio, Erie County Executive, uh, I almost said Chris Collins. He's no longer County Executive. Mark Polencars will be here. Chris Horvatus uh, from uh, Channel 2, uh, I'm sorry, from Channel 4. Boy, this is not a good start. We'll be along. We'll be along. Ouch. In studio right now, Mike Igo. Uh, Mike, uh, that, that, that was you, you, you messed me up. You're here, I think, Channel 2, and I think you, you haven't been with Channel 2 for a while. Well, guess how many years do you think I've been teaching now? I, I don't know. Is it is it like seven or eight? Uh, ten in January. Ten years. Ten That's years, good. Ten years. I've been That's a scholarly now, professor you're, now. You're down at. You're down at. Uh, if you haven't heard from Mike Igo recently, it's because you're not in. Uh, you're not in uh, uh, Chautauqua County. You're not down in Fredonia, uh, which is where you've been teaching. Why did you make that switch? Was it was it time? Yeah, it was just time. The time was right. And one of the things that happened, uh, some of your listeners may recall, I got the opportunity to go to China for three years. When I was in the media, I always wanted to go to the story about how everything was made in China in our lives. <laughs> that never happened, but I wound up going to teach in China, and uh, pretty wild experience, but. Uh, I live to tell about it, and and you're you're enjoying yourself at uh, at uh, Fredonia, and you're teaching. Uh, what what are your you're in the communications department? What tor- sort of courses are you ta- yeah, teaching? Yeah, first of all, I, I should mention Donald Trump has been a great resource for me because he gives <laughs> me many teachable moments. But this semester, I'm teaching uh, television news, I'm teaching media law, and I'm teaching a couple sections of foundations. So you know something about these things. We try to do. Yeah. Now you're you're actually you're a lawyer also. Yes, I'm a member of the New York Bar for many years. Now now were you a lawyer when you were at Channel Two, or did you pick it up along the no, way? No, what happened? Unlike many the media people. I was actually a lawyer first. I got my law degree. I had a job drafting legislation for the state of New York back in the 70s. And that's Wait, what was that with the legislative TV. bill drafting commission? Yes, exactly right. That's wow. what drove me into television. That's... I was, it was so boring what I was doing. So, so you couldn't stand Albany. Now, well, where, where are you from? Thing, the job was so basic boring. What happened was uh, I had worked my way through law school at a TV station in Albany during breaks and vacations and whatnot. And actually, after I was in the Capitol for one year and I hated it, uh, a gentleman who I work with in Albany said, would you like to try being a consumer reporter? Because he knew my background and my interest was consumer law. And I said, well, I'll give it a shot. And if I bomb out of this, uh, I guess I can go just, back to Just the- out of curiosity, when were you in Albany at the Legislative Bill Drafting Commission? Back in the 70s. Back in the late, 70s. Late okay. 70s. I got a law school in 79, so I was there 79 to 80. I started in television in 1980. Okay, okay. Because I was in Albany with uh, Senator Warren Anderson, the state Senate Majority Leader, from my hometown of Binghamton from 86 to 88, and I knew folks at the uh, Legislative Bill Drafting Commission. And, yes, uh, we were shifting they, they, well, well, you know, that's, that's incredible work those guys do, because you, you draft a lot of legislation that never actually has any chance of passing, and you darn well know it. You know it. Yes, I wrote some wonderful laws back in the day that went nowhere, but oh well. So anyway, you're at, you're at Fredonia now, and you're teaching, uh, uh, teaching about the media. Having been ha- having all this uh, life experience, it is you know it's like me at Canisius with political science. It's always something different. It's always it's never the same. 
Yeah, it gives us teachable moments. In fact, law is a perfect example. The law class, every semester between what's going on with politicians and what's going on in Supreme Court cases, we got new material every semester, so it's great. It kind of does half my job for me. Now, since you left uh, Channel 2, and even, even while you were still there, there were a lot of changes in the industry going on. Uh, especially with cable news and 24-hour news and, and, and the like. You know, my, my wife and I last night, uh, we, uh, we uh, got back on uh, uh, watching a, a streaming uh, pr- program that was one of our favorites, and we started re-watching it last night, and that was The Newsroom with Jeff Daniels. Um, is that uh, – I'm sure you've seen it. Yeah, is, actually, ironically, that, I used to watch that in China. I got a DVD in China the, the, of the newsroom. Of, of the newsroom, yeah. yeah, and it only went three seasons. And I wish it went more. Is that uh, is that a good uh, um, representation of what happens? Do you think in these cable newsrooms? I, I mean, think, was that based? If I were to work in a cable newsroom, would it look a lot like that? I think the newsroom show on HBO originally was actually very accurate. There were many, many TV news shows which were not. They were just simply ridiculous. But that one was actually pretty realistic. You know, every time I I look at that. I um, I see something different that I missed the time before, and last night I picked up on something. I forget whether it was uh, was uh, uh, Will McAvoy or, or or Charlie that said something about you know not only are people looking for with cable news. I mean, you got Fox, you got MSNBC shopping for their own news. They're shopping for their own facts. Um, is that is that one of the things? I mean, I mean, given what's gone on. Uh, especially in uh, in the last couple of years, do you think that that's the case? People are turning to uh, news networks not to actually get the news, but to have their 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 opinions or their values reinforced. Yeah, exactly, and that's what I tell my students, especially in the foundations and journalism class. You know, it used to be about you know fair and accurate and balanced back in the day. Walter Cronkite, he just read the news, and that's it. Nowadays, if you don't have an opinion, if you don't have an agenda, if you're not screaming at your guest, it's almost like there's something wrong with it. And that's what 21st century journalism has pretty much become come thanks to Fox getting high ratings and that's it, what it's all about everyone's it, followed it monkeys see monkey do it's it's all about the ratings oh for sure it always has been but now it's just getting the ratings is a little bit different could, animal could uh, you know one of my heroes uh, Uncle Walter Walter Cronkite survive today no I don't think so the Walter Cronkite sensibility of the 1960s when you and I were growing up it just wouldn't fly nowadays it's just not sexy enough it's just not vocal enough it's just not anything by 21st century news standards we, we've had a we've had a difficult uh, last week in America. We had the pipe bomb thing. Of course, we had the shooting in Pittsburgh yesterday. Just horrific stuff going on uh, around Buffalo. We've got someone dropping off fake bombs at post offices and and police precincts. Um, what do you what do you make of of what's going on? What do you make of the coverage of of what's going on in the past week? Well, you know, one thing I do have to say in general about the coverage, this is a story that it is what it is. And, you know, despite the fact that Fox and some of the other things like Screaming News, I think in some respects it just presented what it is. And that's the way journalism is supposed to be. We're talking about the pipe bombs or are we talking about the— I think uh, in general, general, these these sensational news-breaking stories. Now, granted, there are some things that I don't like about the coverage. You know, here's the thing, though. uh, uh, When when they found the guy who was was doing the pipe bombs— uh, I watched Fox News during the 4 o'clock hour for, for 10 minutes, from 4 to 4.10, and they covered the fact that they got him, and they showed the van from far away as it was being covered by a tarp. But not once did they mention the fact that, you know, the guy had all these Trump stickers and anti-Hillary stuff and, and all of that in there. I switch over to MSNBC and then the CNN. That's all they were talking about. Exactly I mean, it is, right. the, the news coverage is so polarized. In fact, one of the things that people rightfully pointed out is when, now granted, a crime scene, you always want to secure the area, but many people 
people commented on the fact that all the Trump stickers are one that were covered over by a blue tarp. And that's actually a very good point. I mean, is it part of securing the crime scene or is it an effort to try to diminish the anti-Trump sentiment of that? And you can look at it either way, I think. I, I, I don't know. But I, and, and again, I'm not I'm not uh, criticizing Fox News. I'm not criticizing MSNBC or CNN. I'm just saying there you would look Walter Cronkite would have done, you know, again, would have done something in the middle. Exactly right. And, you know, the, the thing you have to realize, of course, about 21st century news and the era of 24-hour news nonstop is that the rush to be first is part of the problem with the media nowadays. They're so interested in getting stuff on the air. I don't think there's the effort of care that there used to be back in the day. You'd be very careful before you put it on the air. On the other hand, it's a different animal now because you have a nonstop news cycle. you got got to feed the beast consistently. Back in my days, you know, when I first worked in the media, there's a 6 o'clock news, there's 11 o'clock news, and there's five-minute cut-ins. And today, and now it's nonstop all the time on many, many television stations. Well, and the, the, the other thing is, I mean, as, as you and I were having a discussion uh, in the control room uh, a few minutes ago before we came in, we were talking about, about shows. Well, you were saying uh, when, when you were growing up, you know, uh, when we were growing up, there was one TV in the house. And it was controlled by your father, and that's the only way you got to watch the Beatles on, on Ed Sullivan. And I said, Ed Sullivan, you know, was great because you had something for everybody. I mean, there was, there was uh, um, you know, uh, a Topo Gigio for the kids. There was a Beatles for the, the teenagers. And then there was an opera star and a stand-up comedian. And it was something the whole family could watch. And Cesar Wenches. And as we've progressed... Uh, and I guess I, I put that in, in in finger quotes, and we've got so many stations and so many different. Everybody has their own little niche, and it's it's me watching uh, the, the the news in uh, in my uh, living room on my TV, and my kids down the uh, the hall watching God knows what on their TV, and you know you 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 don't have these things, you don't have these moments, these yeah. experiences that you share anymore. And another part of that is also the biggest thing, even more so than ratings now, has become the demographic, the highly desirable eighteen to forty nine demographic. And actually, many stations look at that more so than the ratings because it's the young people, younger people they want to get, who in many cases do not and, watch TV. And, and as you and I get further away from that demographic, uh, it upsets us more. Listen, we have to take a break. But when we return, uh, there will be more with uh, with Mike Igo, uh, now a communications professor at Fredonia, formerly a uh, reporter at Channel 2, and, and and apparently worked for the Legislative Bill Drafting Commission in, in Albany. What, what a guy. Anyway, we'll... Uh, We'll mix in some of your calls. So if you have a question for Mike, give us a call, 803-0930, 803-0930. In the meantime, I'm Kevin Hardwick. You're listening to Hardline on News Radio 930 WBEN. All right, welcome back. Kevin Hardwick here, uh, sitting here with Mike Igo. Uh, if you have a question for Mike, 803-0930 is the number to call. Mike is a former Channel 2 reporter. For the last 10 years, 10 years, he's been at SUNY Fredonia uh, teaching uh, communications. Uh, he's also an attorney, so if you have legal questions, I'm sure I'm sure you wouldn't mind answering them. Let's go Let's go to the phones right now. Let's go to uh, Dave in California. Dave, I, I hope you're listening online. I'm sure our signal doesn't carry that far. Well, um, I, um, I I don't like to admit that the space aliens caught me once. <laughs> all right. Sorry to hear that. All right. They put something way up my nose, and I can get all the channels, but uh, you just don't want to watch me tune the dial. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Dave, you're Too much on. information. Yeah. Hey, uh, I wanted to ask, uh, it's my understanding that one of the reasons why Fox News is so uh, dominant is that they, uh, they're discount news. 
that if you're a small radio station, uh, you know, you're struggling to be able to pay for CBS or ABC or NBC News or whatever, uh, you'll, if you're, you know, starving as a station, you'll buy Fox News. And so they're discount news. And if I remember right, in uh, before 9/11, back in uh, uh, in Florida, there was a there were some of the reporters for a Fox News station that were trying to put together a study on on uh, milk, uh, and the Fox News editorial staff were trying to make sure that they couldn't uh, run their story, and they basically fired them. And the in the lawsuit. For getting their jobs back, the uh, the reporters basically ended up with a case saying that we, that it was uh, okay for uh, for Fox News to lie, and it was based upon this principle that they're discount news, and you can't expect honest news from discount news. So I'm wondering if you're familiar with this case, and if you're familiar with this uh, dynamic. I- Dave, I certainly am not familiar with any of this, but I don't know if Mike might be because uh, he's in the business. No, not at all. Uh, one thing, though, I am familiar with is the fact that when Fox really got going, they did a lot to get their name out there and promote themselves. One of the best things the TV network did was they spent a lot of money to get the uh, NFL, which also gave them some exposure, and that got them going so that all their other properties could get going, like Fox News and the FX and so on. They, and so they, on. they really did have a great business model because, again, when you and I were growing up, there were, there were three networks, and they were there for the longest time. Fox News, Fox Network comes along, and it's like you know they're they're not going to make it. There's no way. Yeah, and ironically, one and, of the things and they, they, had, the f- they had married with children, and they had the Simpsons, and yeah, and they the built Simpsons, on that. Yeah, the Simpsons actually and married with children both got them the name out there, and that of course built the empire. So whatever you do to get people in the door, it obviously worked in the case of Fox. Yeah, Dave, thanks for uh, thanks for listening out there in California, and thanks for calling in. Uh, we move on. We go to next to Steve on a cell phone. Steve, welcome to the program. Thank you for listening. Thanks for taking my call. You're welcome. Uh, thank you. Why don't you know, um, it, in press, print media and visual media, is there any standard or symbolic standard that there is for justice? Justice, you have the a lady liberty who's blinded, blinded to anything but the facts. You know, she's blinded to conjecture, she's blinded to emotion, she's blinded to things that are outside factual. But in the in press, uh, maybe the fairness doctrine, of which I don't really know what it is, but in the press, it seems like there's so much unblinding. Uh, in other words, there's, there's so much emotion, there's so much, there's so much opinion, mm-hmm. it's very difficult to figure out what is actual the fact. Exactly right. There is a guiding principle, uh, Steve. One of the things is there's the Society of Professional Journalists Code of Ethics, and one of the principles of that is seek the truth and report it. So you're not supposed to have an opinion and so on and so on. But as we just discussed before, Fox, of course, their thing is opinion-based news. And because Fox has had so much success, it's monkey see, monkey do, and many other stations have emulated. But pure, hardline journalism, like Kevin and I were talking about in the days of Walter Cronkite, is supposed to be just present the facts as they are and let the people decide for themselves. Fox for sure has an agenda, but that seems to be the business model for 21st century journalism. Mike, let me put this hypothesis out there. If you really want just straight down the middle journalism, you're oftentimes better off with local stations than national networks, uh, national um, uh, uh, cable networks, especially. Yeah, I think in general, you're really. I mean, what you were doing at Channel Two and and yeah. you know what Channel Four and Channel Seven do, they go out and they cover a story, and for the most part, it's pretty much. You know, there's not a lot of bias, is there? Yeah, and I think a lot of that has to do with the corporations behind them. You know, Gannett, 
uh, who I worked for, who was the owner of Channel 2 and still is, had some very strict standards about what you can and cannot do as a reporter. For example, if you called someone on the telephone, in New York State, you don't necessarily have to identify yourself that you're taping. But Gannett had a very strict policy. You do have to identify someone that you're recording a conversation. So I think all the corporations that have owned and still own uh, these companies locally do have some very strict policies about what reporters can and cannot do, and that's what drives the engine. I mean, the the local TV stations, the 2, 4, and 7, they're looking to kind of kind of get a broader net or a wider net than your, your typical, your Fox News who are going after conservatives, your MSNBC who are going after liberals. I mean, you know, Channel 2, Channel 4, Channel 7 to compete in this market to, to, to make money. Yeah. They have to They have to appeal to everybody. Exactly right. Those three examples are trying to be all things to all people because in this particular case, you're trying to attract as wide an audience as possible, especially nowadays with all, you know, the 2,000 cable channels and still nothing on TV. <laughs> you're getting your piece of the pie and whatever that takes. So local news and also especially one of the things local news, you know, is really pushing weather, weather, weather. Because yeah. research has shown the number one reason why people watch local news is because of the weather. So that's one thing that will always be pounded. And, of course, in Western New York, that works very well since we have so much snow. Yeah. Well, you know, you've, you've sat around in those editorial meetings in, in, at, uh, at Channel 2. I mean, you're also looking, especially during Sweeps Week, you're looking for something sensational. Yeah. And one of the things I've told my students recently, which is kind of funny, I, I told them when they go out and do their stories, because I'm teaching TV news right now this semester, I said the consultants always used to say, if you could have a child or a pet in your story, you'd be doing good. If you could have both, a child and a pet, you're really doing well. So when they have the editorial meetings- And if there's say, a fire in the background, all, right. the, Why not? All, all, all the better. All yeah, the better. so they try to do many, many things in the course of a half an you're, hour. If you're just tuning in, my guest this hour is Mike Igo. Mike, formerly of Channel 2 News for the last uh, 10 years. He's been down at SUNY Fredonia teaching uh, communications, uh, uh, journalism, TV, media, media law, and, and such. If you have a question for Mike, give us a call, 803-0930. We'll get to more of your calls after the break. I'm Kevin Hardwick. You're listening to Hardline on News Radio 930 WBEN. Nice, producer Joe Beamer. Some nice uh, Halloween-themed bump music. Uh, Listen, uh, top of the hour, we'll have... Erie County Executive Mark Polencars along. Uh, Chris Horvatitz from Channel 4 will also be here to help me with the questioning of Mark. For the rest of this hour, however, we have Mike Igo, formerly of Channel 2, now of SUNY Fredonia, communications professor down there. Phones uh, have been lighting up. Let's get back to them. Uh, there is no Buffalo Bills home game today. There's a home game tomorrow. Uh, Joe Beamer and I are going to it. Uh, I'll be there at least through halftime and the retirement of uh, Thurman Thomas's number. Uh, but since there's no home game today, that means John from Rochester is free to call in. John, am I right? That's right. I'll be I'll be there also. So. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Well, we'll uh, we'll uh, we'll freeze and maybe whatever together. Okay, John. Uh, welcome to the program. Welcome back. Thank you. Uh, the Bills are going to shock the world tomorrow. Hey, Mike. Uh, I I gotta say, uh, what's this idea of piling on Fox News? Ninety-two percent, based upon a Harvard study, I think a Pew a research study, uh, shows the media has ninety-two percent negative coverage of President Trump versus forty-six percent of President Obama. Uh, I'll tell you, I, I have to say, you sound like another biased professor teaching our young. No, my point is. Because I was a journalist professor. It's unbelievable. The, the way Fox does news is not what journalism used to be. If that's a 21st century model of journalism, it is. But journalism is supposed to be unbiased. It's supposed to be to tell you what it is. And your stats show the fact that it's probably not. 
but it used to be you didn't have the opinion, you didn't have people screaming at each other back in the day of Walter Cronkite and so on. You present the news and let people decide. It's unbelievable. I feel sorry for our students. Well, now wait a minute, John. I mean, I, I, I mean, I think it's a case where uh, you know, if you're if you're conservative, you turn to Fox. If you're liberal, you turn to MSNBC, and your uh, your viewpoints are validated because uh, each of them t- t- each of them has a bias. I mean, and frankly, that, that, I am conservative, that, but I just don't feel that what Fox is doing is what I, journalism I, is all about. I, I, I mean, and the same thing could probably be said, Mike, for MSNBC or or maybe even CNN. Right? I mean, they, they do have their biases. They've they patterned themselves after Fox because it it it, it worked. Right, and you can editorialize without saying anything. Just the point you made before about not mentioning that the stuff on the bus of uh, sure. Caesar there. They didn't show it or didn't mention it because editorializing well, is yeah. omitting stuff as much as saying. I, I mean, again, John, in case you're, you know, if case people just tuning in, I watched uh, the first uh, 10 minutes of the four o'clock newscast on Fox the other night. And they didn't mention that this guy had all this Trump stuff on his on his van. They showed a photo of the van, an aerial photo, but you couldn't see the stuff as they were putting the tarp over it. And, you know, I switch over to MSNBC and CNN and that's all they talked about. And really, you know, what I'm thinking is if uh, if, if Uncle Walter, Walter Cronkite had covered that it would have been someplace in the middle they would have they would have mentioned it but they wouldn't have dwelled on it the way uh, cnn and msnbc did and 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 i guess it goes to make my point and and i think it's mike's point that you know you we've, we've retreated into our own uh own corners uh fox news is on one corner and msnbc and cnn are on a different one yeah opinion journalism is not true journalism regardless of who's reporting on it whether it be fox msnbc or whatever that's not real journalism well, you're mis- the, the, the whole point here is F- Fox News came about because the other me- news media, uh, probably 90%, it's been documented by a UCLA study back in 2006, 90% of the media is to the left. And Fox News be- came about because of the bias, of the left-wing bias of most of the media before Fox even got on the uh the chart. So you, you, you know, John, I'm 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 not sure that uh, Mike or I would disagree with you because Mike is said he's a conservative and I'm also center right. Uh, I'm not sure either of us would disagree with you. It's just that where you know you have to acknowledge that where it is now is MSNBC is on one end and and Fox is on the other and and both have their biases yeah, and, and both attract their own own viewers looking to to validate their opinions. So and I will it, agree with you. The media does have an agenda, but that's not what journalism is supposed to be all about. Hey, hey John, maybe I'll hook up with you tomorrow at the at the stadium uh, again. It'll have to be before halftime because I don't think I'm going to be there much after they retire Thurman Thomas's number. Uh, that's uh, John from Rochester. We go next to uh, Jim in North Tonawanda. Jim, welcome to the program. Thank you for holding. Yeah, Professor, how you doing? I'm great, Jim. But, well, two professors, no waiting. Two prof- yeah, two pro- I, I, he was probably speaking to you. Yes. Well, you're a professor too, so you I qualify. Know. Yeah, um, guys, you know, here's the problem. Uh, fake news is so out of touch, they just don't get it, and the only thing they care about is shoving their agenda down our throats and they're going to do it whether we like it or not. However, what they, they, but because they're so out of touch, they don't realize they're starting a war. They're not going to win. Now, where I hang out and have my coffee, I run into retired men and women. But the retired military and law enforcement guys, recently I met a guy that was in the Marines in Vietnam. He was a combat Marine in Vietnam, retired Marine. 
and he accused me of being too liberal. Do you want to start? Why would? Jim, 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 that that uh, you're you're. They, they, he accused you of being too liberal. Yeah, he, he, he really. Come on, man. He goes. He says you got to toughen up. Oh. Well, I got to agree with you. The media does have agendas. But again, back to what I've said before, the media is not supposed to tell you what to think. They are supposed to, at least in theory, tell you what to think about. But what they select and what they choose to put in the newscast, of course, is an agenda based on what they choose to air or not air. So that's that's a form of bias as well. Yeah. And, and another thing, they, they think we're so there because they have such contempt for us. They think we're, we're so stupid. Look what's going on. Here we are. Days before the next, before the midterm elections, first Tuesday in November, you got an invading army coming up from Central America, bombs, shootings in synagogues, and we're supposed to believe that this is all by coincidence. We're they think we're stupid, and that's what's going to going to get a shooting war going. Is their contempt and thinking that we're so stupid, we believe everything they tell us. Jim, Jim, thanks for listening as always. Thanks for weighing in. Uh, we have to go to break now, but when we come back, we'll hear more of your phone calls. If you're on, uh, we will do our best to get to you. Uh, 803-0930, the number to call, 803-0930. I'm Kevin Hardwick. You're listening to Hardline on News Radio 930 WBEN. Yeah, Joe Beamer. Uh, I was I was counseling him during the break, so I think Joe Beamer is uh, is back. Okay, giving us that Seinfeld bump. Uh, that's that's great. Well, that's because you you told me something that I found very interesting that your students don't understand Seinfeld references. That's right. That's right. They don't. They that's don't. amazing. I mean, I, I mean, I used to uh, when, I, when I started at Canisius, I talk about the Billy Martin light beer commercials. You know, where he where he felt strongly both ways, and they would say, "Who is Billy Martin?" And you know, the light beer, and they didn't get it. Anyway, uh, for the next few minutes, we're seeing here with Mike Igo. Top of the hour, we'll have Mark Polencars in the studio. But Mike, of course, former Channel Two reporter, currently a communications professor at uh, at uh, uh, Fredonia. Um, let's uh, let's go back to the phones. We said we'd go back to the phones. Let's go to Angelo up in Niagara Falls. Angelo, welcome to the program. Hi, guys. How are you? We're fine, thanks. Good morning. Well, I had a, a comment, we'll say. I used to be a, a loyal CNN viewer, and I'm not really a political person. Like, I used to watch Larry King and Pierce uh, Morgan, etc. Mm-hmm. And But other news shows, too. And... You know, it started to get a little more wacky and wacky where the pundits and even the commentators were kind of getting out of control uh, with their hate rhetoric against the president, calling him a Nazi and all these terrible things. And I go, no, no, I can't take this anymore. And I stopped watching it. I stopped watching it. It wasn't because of, say, negative. How do I put it? It wasn't the case of a opposing opinion. It was just to... Perfect example. The way Bill O'Reilly used to scream, shut up, shut up, shut up. If I said shut up even once during my media career, they would have fired my buns right out of there immediately. (laughs) You know, Angelo, funny you should say that because, I mean, I have noticed on MSNBC and CNN, I mean, they, they are they are losing any any objectivity that they 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 once had. And I think 
they've gotten sucked in by the president. I mean, the president calls them a name, and rather than than stick to their 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 coverage and try to play it right down, you know, straight down the middle, you know, they're they're reacting to that, and, and things are not things are getting are worse. Things do. are getting journalists worse. Journalists are not supposed You're to have right. an opinion, even though that's you do. A, You're supposed to put on your poker face. That's a, that's a good observation. Things are getting worse. No no question about it. Thank you for bringing that point. But you're right. When I hear President Trump or I see a tweet, uh, uh, a tweet I go, they're going to go nuts. But he's doing it intentionally for them to go nuts. And they keep- oh, I, 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 I think he baits them and, and they, they fall for it every time. Angelo, thank you for listening and thank you for calling in and making that point. Let's go next to Bill in Eden. Bill, welcome to the program. Thank you for holding. Hey, if you have any plastic bags in the office, you better get rid of them before you get Mark Poland cars in there, okay? All right. Thank you. Thank you for uh, for that advice. I was thinking, since it's Sunday, I'll play a little of my own bump here in the meantime while I introduce this. But there is a uh, Catholic news agency, and EWTN has EWTN News Nightly. Its theme sounds something like that. So I'm wondering, do you think that um, in the light of the biased Fox and the biased MSNBC and such, that um, amazingly something like Catholic News Agency or EWTN News Nightly might be the most unbiased reporting thing that's out there. Have you seen it? You, you, you know, you know, Mike. That's a that's an interesting assertion. What do you think? Well, one of the things I always tell my students: you should really shop and compare. Don't just go to one source all the time, regardless of what it is. And that's probably a good source to check out. And I like to do that myself. Uh, before I got rid of cable recently, I used to always tool around and see what people are offering, especially if there's a story as I was interested in. I always wanted to see the various takes on it, and I think that's a good suggestion. Thanks. Uh, thanks for making that, Bill. We go next to, uh, again, if you're just tuning in, we have Mike Igo here for a few more minutes talking about media and politics. We'll go next to Frank in Niagara Falls. Frank, welcome to the program. Thank you for holding. You know, I listen to your station on occasion. I find that you have no clue what the left wing is about. You know, I know a lot of progressive activists and organizers, and not one of them feel like they're disrespecting Republicans or infringing on your rights. You know, most of them are convinced they're saving the USA from hate and fear mongers and incompetent Republican policy. You know, they've concluded that Republicans had their chance with the Bushes and the GOP-controlled Congress of 1994 to 2006. You know, policies that led to waste, fraud, abuse of power, unnecessary wars, a corporate crime wave of epic proportion, and the 2007-2008 economic meltdown. Let me, Frank, Frank, if I can, if I can stop you for a minute and just just play devil's advocate. If you're talking about uh, failures of Republican policy, I mean, a, a Republican, if the if if a spokesperson for the president were here, and I I don't pretend to be one, uh, they would they would note that uh, that the economy is about as good as it's been in uh, in quite a while. And how, if if there's so much incompetent policy, how did all that happen? Was it an accident? Well, you, you, it depends who you're listening to. Let's take well, 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 let's listen to the Bureau of Labor Statistics and, and, and look at the unemployment rate and, and, you know, whether you want to talk about any segment of the population and their unemployment rate, it's about as good as it gets, isn't it? Please listen to me. Kansas, I, I'm listening. Kansas tried your trickle-down tax cuts for the rich economic experiment, and it was such a failure that the GOP legislator chased out Republican Governor Sam Brownback out of the state. You know, 
I mean, these are. I, I, I understand, but we're talking about today. Is is the economy today good? Good by most measures. It's disability benefit. I'm sorry. You know, and and I said this. These are concerned citizens who see a Republican Congress set to gut Social Security, uh, Medicare, and veteran disability benefits through a balanced budget Frank, amendment. Frank, Frank, I'm just let, 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 let me let me get in here. I'm uh, we 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 have to move on in a minute, but I mean I I as as regular listeners know, I'm not the biggest fan of the current president. I have some problems, uh, many problems with the Republican Party or the party formerly known as the Republican Party, but I don't think that uh, you know when Republicans point out that the economy is doing quite well these days, I think you have to give them their their due. But I do thank you for calling and thank you for listening. Let's move on. Let's go to Karen in North Tonawanda. Karen, welcome to the program. Hi. Um, <clears throat> I just want to mention two things. I think there is bias in all the three local channels, mm-hmm. and we don't we don't like any of them. Um, well, that's because Mike Igo's no longer there. That's right. Exactly right. Yeah, well, I remember when they, inter- they had a puff piece on Kathy Hochul about a year and a half ago. I don't know if they had a puff piece on a local Republican at the same time. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. But uh, cer- certainly, you know, uh, cer- certainly the local stations are after after as, as many viewers as Well, you as know, one thing can, I can, can say, attract. for 20 years of working in Channel 2 and 30 years working in the media, they really do make an effort, especially at the local level, to be all things to all people and to do a balance. Now, maybe your your instance you mentioned is, is correct, but I think in general, from my experience, they do a good effort to try to get both sides of the story, regardless of what it will be, whether it be a softer story or a harder-edged story. Well, I'd like to mention also, those of us that watch Fox News, we know that a lot of their programs are opinion, and maybe we agree with their opinion, so we watch it, but they also have other news that cer- is not... Cer- certainly, certainly, and and yeah, you're absolutely correct, just like a newspaper will have an editorial page and an op-ed, and then they'll, they'll have the regular news. Karen, we're almost out of time, so I have to cut you loose, but thank you for calling in, and, and of course, thank you for listening. Mike, uh, we, we've got 45 seconds left. Uh, a lot of problems out there. You and I both see it with the media. What's the, what's the prescription, Dr. Mike? Well, the prescription, I think, is to get a variety of news sources in your diet. Don't just rely on one thing, because you, there's lots of things you will not get from just watching one source all the time. So nowadays, in this climate of 2,000 media channels, get variety in your news life. And that'll that'll have to be the last word. Mike, thank you for taking time out. Uh, you're back to Sheridan, New York. You're, you're heading you're, back you're, to the farm right now. Yeah, yeah. But fortunately, as you indicated earlier, the uh, the the throughway is no traffic uh, is in the, the throughway. No traffic on Sunday. Great. Uh, when we return, we'll be joined live in studio by Chris Horvatitz of Channel Four, reporter there. And Chris and I will be interviewing the Erie County Executive Mark Polencars, a wide variety of county topics. Alan Harris is standing by with the news. I'm Kevin Hardwick. You're listening to Hardline. On News Radio 930 WBEN. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 